What do you do when you're just angry all the time? When all you see is the slights put upon you, all the work you do that doesn't get rewarded, all the times you tried and it didn't work out, and it just leaves you pissed off. How do you move on? How do you take a next step? How do you learn to let go? How do you know when you should be fighting and when to stop fighting? What do you do next? Welcome to another salty edition of Business Mindset Mastery. Hi, everyone. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And I say salty because that's what today's listener question is. I think he's a little salty. He's pissed off and angry at the world. And now, as a result, he really can't get out of his own way. He can't put past it. He can't see opportunities, not because they're not there, but because he doesn't want to see them. So we're going to be talking about anger today. We're going to get real in our talk about anger, and we're going to dive in and we're going to dig deep. So hold on to your hats, my friends. Here we go. Hi, Heather. I don't consider myself to be an online business owner. I'm just a business owner. Thank you very much. But I'm location independent. I live in California too, the northern part. I've been a leadership consult and a trainer for various corporate businesses for the past 17 years. Over the years, I've built and expanded my brand into something I used to be proud of. Now I just keep it afloat to pay the bills. I used to set goals and benchmarks for my company, and I would crush them every year, and usually every fiscal quarter too. For the past three years, though, I just skate. I got a divorce, and the settlement includes financially supporting my ex for the first eight years of our divorce, or after our divorce, in addition to child support. I just can't be bothered to grow or expand when I know that that means paying her more every year. She just took me to court for this, in fact. She and her lawyer believe that I'm playing small in an an effort to dodge paying her. They're not exactly wrong, if I'm going to be honest. Why would I want to sign on for that? It makes me feel like I'm working for the man again, honestly. I hate my work now. I hired an executive coach to help me strategize, but I fired him when he started to give me worksheets to fill out. Then the next guy didn't work out for me. We just weren't on the same wavelength. I know what the deal is with this crap, though. I'm the common denominator in the problem, right? You're going to tell me the problem is me, right? This is just not me. None of this is me. What are my first steps for getting out of this? I figure since this is a podcast, you can't just give me a worksheet, so we should be good. Okay, my friend. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Okay, everybody listening should take a deep breath too, because we're going to get real and we're going to talk about your anger um, because you're pissed off. I don't know the story about your marriage. I don't know the story about your divorce, but you were moving through the world with a gigantic chip on your shoulder. And I have sat with my fair share of men who have lost lifetime savings, businesses they've built, investments they've garnered to divorce. I know that especially where I was back in Massachusetts, the divorce laws really were unfair for men and that men really did lose a lot in that process. But at some point in time, you have to decide what you're losing to the court 
and what you're losing to yourself. Now, I got to call you out here. And I think you know that in the way that you ended the letter here. I think you know and get what the deal is. You just don't know how to get out of it. So before I tend to your particular problem here, I just want to help you and the rest of the listeners understand anger a little bit and how it functions. Because I have a really different view on it than a lot of people. I think that my guess is your first two coaches probably told you to just stop being angry or that your anger was getting in the way of what you wanted. And you know that. You know your anger's getting in the way of what you want because if you didn't want growth, if you didn't want more, you wouldn't be writing this letter. You would skate for the next five years, pay her off, and then continue to build the business. The reason why you're writing to me is that plan isn't working for you and it's leaving you more bitter and more resentful because you don't get to be the businessman. You don't get to achieve the benchmarks you want to achieve. You don't get to grow. You don't get to expand and you don't get to help people with whatever, you know, leadership consultation, you know, consultation you tend to offer. So your anger and your resentment about this situation is holding you back. But it is not so simple as just let it go, suck it up and move on. I just, I don't buy into that messaging around anger. Because our anger is our armor. It's protecting us from vulnerability. It's protecting us from the feelings and the sensations that sometimes we literally are not capable of dealing with without puffing up a little bit. Sometimes it's protecting us from the more vulnerable, harder, more um, intense personal experiences than we're ready to face. I look at anger when I talk about it and when I teach it to people as like the as the shield that covers the bullet. It's like the casing over the bullet. And then in the, inside the bullet is the gunpowder. And the gunpowder for you is all that frenetic energy, all of the disappointment about the divorce, any responsibility you need to take for why your marriage failed, not getting to see your kids as often, whatever emotions and things get stirred up, disrupted, the shame you have, the unhappiness, brokenheartedness, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, whatever that stuff is that goes under the bullet casing, even if it's simply like, you know, you're a good guy and you would be taking care of your family regardless. But now that some court has come along and said, you need to take care of them to the nth degree and you need to do this and you don't get to do it free of spirit, that's enough to piss some people off. And I have sat with people in divorce proceedings who that's the thing that makes the mad. So whatever is going on for you, the first thing you need to recognize is it's not about the money you're paying your ex-wife. That's just a symptom of the problem. That's just like one part of this pie, one slice of it, really. All the other is all of the feelings that you were trying to cover up, numb out, and deaden in order to not deal with them. Now, I'm going to make a leap here, and um, I don't usually like to do this, but I'm looking at your email, and you wrote this to me Saturday night at 2 in the morning, and if you're still in California, I don't know why you're <laughs> thinking about things like this, other than it's really in your craw, and it's really in your gut, and you're really distracted by this. This is eating you up. So the first thing you want to recognize is the reason why you want to shift and move this problem is because it's not working for you anymore.
You're not doing it for your ex-wife. You're not doing it for the court. You're not doing it to prove yourself to anybody other than yourself. Then this isn't working for you. But it's not working for you because you're trying to move through the world and this puffed up guarded version of you that doesn't feel, doesn't act, and doesn't move. You said the word skate. So I think of people who just kind of coast, who stay on the surface. They're so afraid of cracking that ice underneath and falling through that they just kind of keep gliding around. We have to understand the gunpowder in this situation. And the gunpowder in this situation is your fear, fear and vulnerability of getting hurt again. I don't know how this divorce went for you. I don't know if it blindsided you, if it was something that should have happened 10 years prior, if you wanted it, if she wanted it. You didn't give me the details. And honestly, to help you out here today, I don't need to know them. But what I do need to help you with is understand them. Because that sentimental, emotional, softer, more vulnerable feelings are a little bit of your anxiety. And what's happened is your anger has become the shield that covers you and protects you from the fear that this could all happen again, that you could build yourself up and be taken down 10 pegs again, that you could try your best and your best is going to be rewarded to somebody else besides you, that you're going to put your best out there and it's not going to work, that you're going to do the work and someone else is going to take advantage of it. All of the feelings that make you feel smaller are being contained right now by your anger and the gigantic chip on your shoulder. But if we stop identifying this, even though it feels like it, even though everybody likes to tell you this, that you have an anger problem, and we look at it as you have a dysfunctional way of managing anxiety, I can help you with this. Now, I did this a couple of podcast episodes ago, and I tried to find this for you to figure out which episode I did, but I couldn't find it specifically. But I did walk people through the way anxiety functions in our brain. And I'm going to review the lesson for anyone who didn't catch that episode, but for you in particular, because I think you need to understand it, that your bullet casing, your anger, your um, puffing up, your I'm not going to build my business up just to pay off my ex-wife for five more years, you know, nonsense that you're spouting. Um, you're doing that because right now you are scanning the world for proof positive that you're going to get screwed screwed over, that you're going to put something out there and somebody's going to take advantage of you, that you're going to do this and you're going to lose at the end. That's the way you're moving through the world. It's defensive, it's guarded, it's protective, and I get it. I understand. I don't need to know the story of your divorce to know that regardless of how it happened, it really sucks to sit in a natural consequence for eight years. And if you were in a happy marriage and things were going along swimmingly and you were all together with your kids and things were fine, you would be unapologetically growing this business. You would be proud to have your family benefit from your work and your success. You would be working hard and driven and excited to be. The only reason why you're not anymore is you are telling yourself a story about the results and about the money that that now means you've gotten screwed over. And that's the story you're going to have to decide 
that you can change and that you have power and control over changing. Because here's the thing, not being a business owner, not operating your business and your brand as a boss, you think it's punishing your ex-wife because she's not making as much money as she could. And yeah, maybe the lawyers are singing a song about that, but really, you're the one punishing yourself. You're the one writing to some person you've never met on a Saturday night at two o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep. This isn't working for you. It doesn't matter if it's working or not for her. You can't go on for five more years like this. So you're going to have to decide the same thing that everyone who holds anger with them as a shield and as a guard has to do. That you are willing to be heard again on the off chance that you can be happier. Part of why you're floundering is exactly what you said to me at the bottom of this letter. Like, I'm not acting like myself. You never operate without goals. You don't ever do this without some sort of plan. And suddenly you're just coasting in your business. Of course, you're not recognizable to yourself. And then my guess is, is you're probably, you know, like you've got some confidence of, I think you said, what, 17 years of doing this. You know, you know your business. And suddenly, like you can call BS on yourself that you're teaching leaders how to overcome obstacles. You're teaching teams how to communicate, but meanwhile, you're all like guarded up, playing small and hiding in a corner. Like part of what's making you crazy is you know enough (laughs) to know that like you can call BS on yourself. And I get it because what is the point? If you were going to build up something that just gets taken away, it's the same thing I was talking about last week. What's the point of fighting a fear if the thing you're afraid of is actually going to happen? What's the point of recovering from a broken heart and going to a new relationship if you're just going to get your heart broken again? The answer is going to be different for everyone. But for you, my friend, like the answer is because not doing it isn't working. It's making it worse. You're becoming unrecognizable to yourself. You don't like the way you're moving through the world. You're no longer proud of yourself. You've given up your business and you've given up your brand to your ex-wife. Of course you should be pissed. You should be a little pissed at yourself, by the way, because some of this you have entire control over. But you have to decide that you are willing to accept the court's decision. That for the next five years, a portion of your revenue is going to go to your ex-wife. And if you have to tell yourself a story that you secretly hope maybe this means she'll, you know, take the kids on a nice vacation or the kids will be fine, but you know secretly she's just going to be stacking up the mani-pedis and buying all the things and doing all the trips and having all the girls' nights, there's not a lot you can do about that. But what you gave up when you stopped building your business and taking care of yourself and living your life for you instead of in retaliation of your ex-wife is you stopped living. So the cost of living a little more is you kind of have to pay her. And it sucks and you should just suck it up because that's not going to change unless you can get the court to change their minds and go through that. But usually that's putting energy in the wrong direction. And if by chance this money is an added injury because this woman broke your heart, I can promise you 
That does not feel better in five years just because you've stopped paying her off. If you were being eaten alive because she hurt you and now you're paying her, you have to confront that sucker head on. You have to acknowledge the truth, the injustice of it all, and recognize that, yes, that's the cost of being married. Yes, that's what happens when two people promise forever and one person breaks the promise and says, eh, no, not so much. Or when two people say, hey, 20 years ago, this was an awesome idea, but now not so much. We're really not a good fit. Divorce is crushing for people for so many different reasons and in so many different circumstances. And I really hear how crushing it is for you. You're writing to me about having to pay her off. I'm right. I'm I'm not writing. I'm talking to you because, you know, heaven forbid I give you a worksheet. (laughs) Um, I'm talking to you because this way of doing divorce is not working for you. Like this, this is breaking you. Like you, you think you were broken by the divorce? Perhaps, I don't know if that's your story or not. Again, I'm making this up as I go along a little bit. I don't have the details of your personal example, but I can tell you someone who's been skating for three years is numb for three years. Someone is living their life according to someone else's agenda and what's not, and what's, you know, best for revenge versus what's best personally for you. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do, in addition to kind of acknowledging this and walking yourself through this and recognizing that you are going to have to choose vulnerability, you're going to have to choose putting yourself out there, making a risk, recognizing that being yourself and moving through the world in a way that feels more comfortable in your own skin is going to be worth it, even if you have to pay her a little more. You're going to have to do that work. And then, my friend, you should hire me because you've been doing this for three years and it's not working. And you've been through two coaches. (laughs) That's not working. And I'm pretty good at coaching the people who've had a couple of coaches before. So give me a call and let's get started. Just hire me. Let's do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just uh, get on this email. If you can handle this, then you're coachable. Um, If you can't handle this, you're not so coachable and it's fine. Lose my number. But here's the thing is you get control back as soon as you decide the way you're managing the situation is not working for you. Taking the lens of how you are controlling the parts of the situation that you have control over and managing that accordingly. So the way I walk people through it is given that this has happened, Given that this is my reality, who do I want to be and how do I want to move through the world? What do I want my story to be? And if you really do want your story to be that for eight years you've stopped building your business, you haven't grown, you haven't scaled, you haven't taken action on a new idea, and you're just going to sit on go for the next five years, then you don't need to, to do anything else. The decision has been made and you can move along. But if, however, you don't quite like this plan and it's not working for you, which 2 a.m. emails on a Saturday indicate it's not, you now get to decide what might. You now get to give yourself permission to say, given that I have to give a portion of this to my ex-wife, what do I want to do? 
And maybe you're going to decide that if she gets, I don't know what the percentage is, but if she's getting 17% of your income of additional income or bonuses or whatever it is, maybe you're going to decide you match it for a charity of your choice, that you are going to use your growth for good, or you're going to match whatever contribution you give her to a private account for you. You're going to let it accumulate, and then you're going to do something nice for yourself. You're going to buy yourself something you've been wanting or taking a trip or doing something. You get to control the story once you control the narrative. Right now, the narrative is my ex-wife gets, you know, X percent of whatever I do. That's a crap version of this story. When you are capable and you have a demonstrated history of 17 years of writing the ship, of leading, of directing, of setting goals and benchmarks and nailing them, you want to get back to you so you can feel confident again, so you can feel in control of this again. You get to do whatever you want with this money. You get to decide to build a business and build a brand pro bono. If you don't want her to, like, I know everybody's like rolling their eyes and shouting at their radios right now, but this isn't about the money. It's it's so not about the money. So if you don't want her to get more money, you just need to feel like you again. So go like teach a college kid how to build a business. Go volunteer for a boys club and be a mentor. Go, um, you know, take a broken, failing business that you know you could help and just like as a side hustle and a side project, go and help them for free. But you find you again. If you really cannot bear to give her another dime, fine, don't give her another dime, but you gotta go and be you somehow because she's winning. <laughs> and if that doesn't piss you off more than anything, then you've got your priorities wrong. For three years, she's winning and you have stayed still. So stop saying still. If it's about the money, go and be you for free. Go and talk about the thing you could talk about all day for free. Go and help other divorced men figure this out. Teach them how do they rebound after a business. You know, it reminds me, and I give this example all the time in my work, and so you people on the podcast have probably heard it a thousand times too, but the way I learned a math project, <laughs> the way I learned trigonometry because I could not freaking get it to save my life is my math teacher put me in front of the class and made me teach people when I was convinced that I didn't know how to do it. I thought she was humiliating me. I thought she was putting me in front of the class to kind of shame me because she was tired of dealing with me after class, teaching the thing that she had just taught for 45 minutes before. But it turns out I didn't know what the heck I was doing when I was trying to do it for myself. But as soon as I got out of myself and started teaching other people, I figured it out and I like I didn't get an A. The story would be way more awesome if I got an A, but I got a C in trig. So it's figuring out what you need to do to set the ship right for you. Um, and doing it on your own isn't working. And you've been willing to hire people, so consider hiring me. But even if you don't make that choice, then you need to invest in yourself differently. You need to start looking at the parts of this situation that you have control over and taking control because she's running your show, she's running your script, and she's running your narrative, and that's not working. So change the story by controlling the narrative for yourself. 
I'm not against you being angry. I think anger can serve people. It can be the fuel that like powers through, gives us motivation, that helps us push past fear when we're really stuck. But right now it's rotting inside you. So let's stop the rot. Let's get control of this and let's get you focused. I am not going to solve a problem that has been rotting in you for three years. Same thing for anybody listening. We can't save the world one podcast at a time as much as that would be an awesome tagline. Um, It requires really deep work and real honest introspection and holding accountability with yourself of where you've let yourself down, where you've taken a right and you should have gone left. The most I can tell you here is I'm not judging you. I'm laying out the facts as I see them so that you can decide for yourself what the options are. You get to course, you you get to chart the direction of this. You get to decide when you're going right and when you're going left. And I wish you all the best as you make this choice. And the same goes for everybody listening, that everybody gets to be angry. When you have done your best and your best hasn't been good enough, when you put yourself out there and someone's walked all over you, when you're being taken advantage of, when you see other people having it easier than you have you, you know, than you have it, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be jealous. But when that anger is eating at you, when it's keeping you small, when it's keeping you held back, it's not serving you anymore. If it's empowering you and it's sometimes I get good and angry just to power through a workout or just to listen to some loud music every once in a while. If it's serving you, it's fine. If it's not causing anyone else any damage, it's okay. But you want to understand it. You want to be able to look it in the eye so that you don't lose control to it. So it's not controlling you, but you have control over it. So that's where I land today. This is a complicated topic. I know a little bit. I talked in circles at times. I had a nice outline next to this letter for myself, but then I got distracted and went on a little bit of a rant. But I hope you guys have some good solid takeaways for this. I I think we probably need to keep talking about this. What would really help me is if after listening to this show, you let me know um, the parts I didn't include or where there's holes in the argument or something that didn't make sense, if you either write to me over at heather at choose to have it all.com or find me at our Facebook group. We talk about our podcast every day there. It's on, over on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash choose to have it all. I'll include the links for that in uh, the show notes as well. But I can keep going on this topic. I want to make sure, first of all, that it's relevant and important to listeners, that it has value for you guys, and that um, I'm addressing the parts of this that don't make sense for you so that we're focused we're moving and we're moving towards action. So let me know any feedback you have on it. I'd gladly receive any of it. Thanks so much for joining me today for another interesting conversation here in Business Mindset Mastery. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.